Something I really believe is that clarity starts with us. We've got to make sure that we're clear on what it is that our businesses actually do. Surely we should be building businesses that allow us to be sat in our zone of genius. The first thing is who is it for? The second thing is what is the impact? And the third thing is what is your offering? I help people who all have a common desire to grow their businesses in a way that feels value driven, in a way that really aligns with their mission. They all have similar pain points of struggling to market their businesses. And what is the impact of that solution or the impact of that fulfillment? Before we get into this episode, I want to share about this week's partner. When I started my business, I made a big mistake when it came to visuals. I changed color palettes frequently, hand drew my logo, and even had a pink website, I know. I saw design as a fluffy extra, and as a result, struggled to build brand recognition and trust with my audience. Since then, I've thankfully learned how important it is to ensure that the way you look reflects who you are, and to be cohesive with every touch point. There's no denying it, visuals matter. But if like me, design just isn't your forte, how do you make sure you show up professionally and consistently? Well, that's where 99designs comes in. 99designs by Vista is a platform here to help you find professional designers from around the world to bring your brand to life through custom and memorable design. It's a bit like Hinge, but for design. So whether you're starting out and need a logo and brand identity or further along and need a social media banner or packaging design, 99designs will help you find your design match. There are two ways to do it. You can either launch a contest and be flooded with design ideas from around the world or you can be matched with a designer to work with from start to finish across your project. I've recently launched my own contest to create a logo for one of my group programs and it's been so fun to see the creative entries come in. I'm excited to have partnered with 99designs to get you £20 off your first contest. So to invest in risk-free professional graphic design, head to the link in the show notes or to 99designs.com forward slash Alice to get started today. Now let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Summer School. You're listening to episode number 194 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host. In fact, let's change that. I'm your teacher, Alice Burnham. And this week, we're going to be talking about how to define your mission. My intention with this series is to cover some of the business foundations and over the next five weeks, walk you through some essential lessons. So whether you're at the start of your business journey or a few steps in and looking to refine, you can really level up the foundations of what you do. This week, we're starting with a pretty vital question. What does your business business do? Now you might hear that question and think, Alice, I do not need this lesson. Move me on to week number two. I'm ready for the deep stuff. But I just want to spend some time really thinking about mission here. It's really important when we run our business that our mission is clear. And that is simply because everything that we do is built on top of it. If you think of your business a little bit like a house, your mission is part of your foundations. It's one of the things that your house is built on top of. So if your mission isn't aligned, if your mission isn't correct, then anything that you build on top of it, no matter how shiny it might look, it's not going to be secure and it's likely not going to be good. By making sure that our mission is aligned, we ensure that everything else we do on our business is also aligned. Something I really believe is that clarity starts with us. And if we want a business that other people not only understand, but are drawn to, we've got to make sure that we're first clear on what it is that our businesses actually do. Now, some of you might be listening to this and you might still be in the stage of actually trying to figure out which mission might be right for your business. Maybe you've decided you want to start a business, but you're not sure which direction to take it in. Maybe you've got multiple ideas. You feel like you're stood at a crossroad and you know that you need to just pick one, but you're not sure which. Well, I want to talk here about three elements of a good 
mission. And I feel like the word good makes us sound really fluffy and rubbish. An excellent mission, let's say that, is these three things. It's something we're good at, it's something we enjoy, and it's something that other people want. Let me talk to you about those three elements in a little bit more detail. First thing, an excellent mission is something that you're good at. I know this might sound really basic, but surely we should be building businesses that allow us to be sat in our zone of genius. When I say zone of genius, all I mean is what you are excellent at, what you have a skill set in, what you do really well. By making sure that your mission aligns with what you're good at, you're going to bring your best to your clients and to your customers. And we all know that the experience people get from our offerings is a really powerful part of what is going to help our businesses to grow. So that's the first thing. We want to make sure our mission is something that we're good at. And the second thing, I find this is one that we often ignore. We want to make sure our mission is something that we enjoy. Our excitement, fulfillment, our joy. I think those things are easy to forget when we're thinking about our business foundations. We get all serious and we just think about what am I good at? What are people going to pay for? But our enjoyment is really important. Not only because if we're going to go through all of the effort of running a business, we may as well enjoy it, but also because when we enjoy it, we bring our best. And as I've already said, you bringing your best is paramount to your business being successful. So it's really important that your mission feels exciting to you, that the idea of showing up for that business each day genuinely feels exciting. And of course, I don't mean there that we're all going to wake up every single morning with a spring in our step. Most of the time when my alarm goes off, it takes me about 20 minutes to actually get excited for my day. I don't quite mean that extreme. But we've got to make sure that at a base level, we enjoy what it is that our business does. And once we've thought about those two things, what we're good at, what we enjoy, the third thing we want to think about is creating a mission that people actually want. Again, I know this might sound a bit basic, but you'd be surprised how many people and subsequent businesses I come across where all that's been thought about is creating a mission that they're good at, creating a mission that they enjoy, and then that's it. We leave it there. We don't think any more about perhaps how other people are going to interact with this mission. If you create a business that you're good at and that you enjoy, it's going to feel good but I can promise you after a while, it's not gonna look good because no one's going to pay for it. You can have the most amazing, aligned, exciting service, but if nobody actually sees the value in it or it doesn't solve a very real problem or desire that people have, it's not actually gonna work as a business. Even if money is not the primary reason you're running a business, it's an essential part of your business sustaining. So it's really important to think about whether people want it. Does it solve a need that people have? Does it help people to fulfill a desire? Is it something that people are willing to invest in? So that's the final thing that we want to make sure that our business mission is. And if we zoom back out, a reminder of those three things is that we're good at it, we enjoy it, and people want it. You might find it useful to almost think of that like a Venn diagram and picture your business mission sitting at the very center of the overlap. It's something we enjoy and it's something that people want. So moving on from that checklist, what does it actually look like to define the mission of our business? How do we actually take this from thoughts and ideas in our head to something that we can actually explain. Well, the thing I want you to think about here, and again, this isn't just for people at the start. If you've been running your business a while, I promise you, you will find benefit in taking it back to basics here, is to consider the transformation that your business facilitates. For some of you, that might feel a little bit intimidating, but I promise you, this is where the real clarity and the magic happens. I find a lot of the time when I ask people about their mission or I say, what is your business? do, they jump straight to telling me the practical. We sell this. We offer this service. We do this thing. And sure, 
That is part of what your business does. But I want you to zoom out a bit here and think about the transformation that your business is on a mission to offer. I believe there's three areas of this transformation for us to get clarity in, in order to really know our mission. The first thing is who is it for? The second thing is what is the impact? And the third thing is what is your offering? So going to that first piece, who is it for? In order to understand the transformation that we're facilitating, we've got to know whose transformation it is. You've likely heard about the idea of defining your ideal client or your ideal customer. And that's what we're talking about in this point. Who is your business actually for? Now, when you've heard this talked about previously, you might have heard people talk about creating buyer personas or perhaps an avatar for your people. And while sometimes that can be useful, I find it can often narrow who we're targeting to an unhelpful point. Let me give you an example. If I try and create a very tangible avatar, and by an avatar, I mean like a person, right? I might think, okay, my business is on a mission to help people who are like Susie, who is age 35, and so she lives in Tunbridge Wells with her partner and her sausage dog, and she likes going out for walks at lunchtime, she shops at Zara, she goes on holiday to nice places in Europe, like those kind of things I'm talking about. When you think heavily about demographic, sure, that feels clear, it's very specific, but how useful is that clarity? Did anything in that description that I gave you actually help me to connect with that person? Does it give me any starting point when it comes to thinking about how to communicate with them, how to market to them, how to create services for them? And the reason for that is because it's overly focusing on the demographic. What I'd encourage you to think about is what demographic is relevant, i.e. for you, it might be true that your business is only for women or for a certain age bracket or people in a certain area. But aside from those relevant demographics, I want you to think about the psychographics. Psychographics are more about who people are underneath the surface. It's not the things that people would write on the census, for example. It's the things that exist beneath the surface, who they are as people. Here we're thinking about their interests, their pain points, their desires, what's important to them, what they're passionate about, what their interests are. If I think about my target market in this way, instead of thinking about a very specific person, I actually think more about a group of people and what unites them psychographically. For example, if I think about my business, well, I help people who all have a common interest. I help people who all have a common desire to grow their businesses in a way that feels value driven, in a way that really aligns with their mission. They all have similar pain points of struggling to market their businesses, maybe not having clarity on where they're at. They all have similar values of caring about honesty and transparency. You can see the difference there where suddenly understanding who they are as people does give me the clarity that I need to start thinking about how I might connect with them, build a relationship with them, create services which are going to benefit them. So that's the way I want you to think about who your transformation is for. Not necessarily who they are demographically, but who they are psychographically. And then once we know that, the next thing to think about is, well, what is the impact? What is that transformation that I'm trying to take them on? When you are selling a service or even selling a product, you are not just selling a thing. You are selling a solution to a problem or a fulfillment to a desire. And that's really what this transformation is about. It's about clarifying what is the impact of what my business does. I'm going to tell you a phrase here that I can't quite remember where I got it from, but I will always say it because I think we all need the reminder of people do not buy format they buy impact. Or another way to phrase that is people don't care about what you do 
until they understand why you do it. People don't work with me because of the fact that it's one-to-one support over a half day and five ongoing sessions along with a client portal and WhatsApp support. Although that's what they're buying, that's the thing. They buy it because it's going to empower them with the clarity that they need to really lead their business with intention because it's going to help them to build a strategy and a plan which will lead to them reaching their goals. You see the difference between those two things. It's format versus impact. And having clarity on your impact is really key because that's what we want to lead when we're communicating our businesses. So what is that impact for you? What is that problem you're solving or that desire you're fulfilling? And what is the impact of that solution or the impact of that fulfillment? It's important here that we don't make assumptions. We don't think, what do we think is the best thing or the impact or why people need it? But actually what is genuinely true for our people? That's where we can then get the clarity on the third piece of, okay, well, actually, what is my offering? And when I say offering, I just mean your product or your service. What is the thing? Because it is important. You know, people that lead with impact and then also say nothing else, they they sound very fluffy, they sound very motivating and interesting, but people do actually need to get what you do in order to buy it. If people do not know, they cannot go, is a phrase that I like to repeat to clients very often. What is it that your business actually sells? For you, it might be one thing, it might be multiple, that's something for you to define. So those are the three areas that we wanna get clear on when it comes to our mission. Who is it for? What is the impact and what is our offering? And you can do those three things in whichever order is going to work best for you. You might want to start with the offering because that's the idea you've already got and then pad it out from there. Or you might be really clear on the impact that you want to have, the difference that you want your business to make and then expand that. Start with whichever feels most clear, but make sure you think about all three of those things. Who is it for? What is the impact? And what is your offering? You might be listening to this thinking, Alice, how do I get clear on these things? I've not run my business before, or I don't have loads of ideas already in my head. Well, I see it that there are three ways that we can get clarity. The first way to get clarity is to ask. It cracks me up how often we sit by ourselves going in circles, trying to figure something out when there's people that we could just ask. And I say that with total love. That's something that I do myself all the time. I'm always forgetting. I've got an audience. I've got friends. I've got people that I can rely on to give me some of this clarity themselves. If you've got past clients who you've worked with, ask them more about who they are, what the impact of your work was. If you've got an audience get some clarity from them, ask them some questions. Or even if you've just got friends and family who you feel might be a fit for what your business is gonna do, get them involved in the questioning process. Asking is the first thing that you can do. The second thing you can do, and this is a little bit more internal, is you can reflect. Don't worry, I'm not gonna start going all, the answers are within you and you don't need to find anything other than your inner thoughts and feelings here. But there are some things that you'll be able to learn from your past experiences. Spend some time reflecting, perhaps on previous times that your business has felt really aligned. What's been true about that? Or perhaps with experiences actually where you didn't feel that you were working with your ideal client or you didn't sell to an ideal customer. Who were they? I find a lot of the time we can get clarity on what we do want by remembering what we don't want. So you might find it helpful to ask the negative question and invert it. What impact would I hate my business to have? What, what am I really frustrated by in the industry that I'm in? Okay, let's swap those things on its head. That's likely going to tell us what impact we do want to have, what difference we want to make. So that's the second way we can get clarity is to reflect. And then you're probably going to roll your eyes as you hear this. But the third way we can get clarity is to act. 
I am a big believer. The more we take action, the more we get clarity. And this is something that's always evolving. I come back to my mission time and time again in my business because A, it's always shifting and B, because every day that I run my business, I get that bit clearer on it. So I think part of this work is accepting when it's clear enough to then go out and take some action and then see what we learn from that action. If you wait to feel fully ready and to have all of the clarity you might ever need, you're going to be waiting a long time. So get as much clarity as you can and then lead forward with this mission. The nature of the mission of your business, as I've already said, is that it's always evolving and that it impacts everything. So this is such a valuable step to take to really think clearly about what is it that our business does? Who is it for? What is our impact? And what is our offering? Your action step for this week, and yes, I'm giving you homework because... A, at summer school and B, it's me. If you've ever worked with me, you'll know that I love encouraging action steps is to think about your mission. If you head to the show notes, you will find a link to a worksheet where I've put together a number of prompts to help you really reflect on those three elements of who your business is for, what your impact is and what your offering is. I'm also gonna add on to there a visual of those three elements that I talked about, creating a mission that you're good at, that you enjoy and that people want. Because I find that a really helpful thing to reference back to, whether you're starting a business and you actually need to just generate some ideas of what your mission can be or whether you're years in and you really need to refine your mission because things just aren't feeling good. That's a really helpful framework to remind yourself of. And what I'd also love you to try and do is to sum your mission up in a couple of sentences. Think about creating a mission statement which is never going to feel perfect. It's never going to say everything, but it can capture some of this central clarity and be some and be something that you can keep coming back to every time you need that reminder of what does this business actually do? If you've ever found yourself being asked what you do and kind of fluffing about with a few words for five minutes and realizing you've not actually said anything that makes any sense, creating a mission statement is definitely going to help you because it gives you that central language that you can use. So that is your action step for this week. Head to the show notes to find that worksheet and let me know how you're getting on. You've got the next week to work on this topic. I mean, that's why I'm imagining you're working through summer school is you're literally taking it week to week. Who knows? Maybe you're listening to this in 2026 and you're binging summer school. And I mean, I hope 2026 is fun and all of this is still relevant. But anyway, I will be back next Tuesday. Honestly, guys, I can't end podcast episodes. I can see my editor out of the corner of my eye just giving me giving me the look. Like You start them so well, end them so badly. Um, I'll be back next Tuesday for week number two of summer school. We'll be talking about how to create a memorable brand. So until then, keep taking action, keep showing up and viva la vida. <laughs> what does viva la vida mean? Live the life. Oh, great. I was worried it would be something inappropriate. Life. Long live life. Well, I said live the life, so it's kind of similar, but I didn't get the long Live, laugh, love. Long live life. It's like the Spanish version of live, laugh, love. That's live, stunning. Love, live. live life, love, laugh long. Bye. Before you go and action what you've learned in today's episode, let me remind you about this week's partner. When I started my business, I made a big mistake when it came to visuals. I changed color palettes frequently, hand drew my logo, and even had a pink website, I know. I saw design as a fluffy extra, and as a result, struggled to build brand recognition and trust with my audience. Since then, I've thankfully learned how important it is to ensure that the way you look reflects who you are, and to be cohesive with every touch point. There's no denying it. 
visuals matter. But if like me, design just isn't your forte, how do you make sure you show up professionally and consistently? Well, that's where 99designs comes in. 99designs by Vista is a platform here to help you find professional designers from around the world to bring your brand to life through custom and memorable design. It's a bit like Hinge, but for design. So whether you're starting out and need a logo and brand identity or are further along and need a social media banner or packaging design, 99designs will help you find your design match. There are two ways to do it. You can either launch a contest and be flooded with design ideas from around the world, or you can be matched with a designer to work with from start to finish across your project. I've recently launched my own contest to create a logo for one of my group programs and it's been so fun to see the creative entries come in. I'm excited to have partnered with 99designs to get you £20 off your first contest. So to invest in risk-free professional graphic design, head to the link in the show notes or to 99designs.com forward slash Alice to get started today. 